Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com. This is St. Louis on the Air from St. Louis Public Radio. I'm Elaine Cha. When you're traversing any number of the 135 miles of trails that make up Missouri's Great Rivers Greenway, keep your eyes peeled for bees. I do mean the kind that fly, but I also mean the hidden, hand-painted sort creating their own buzz and could win you prizes. 250 of these bee rocks have been hidden for a special scavenger hunt called Greenway Quest. Here to talk with us about this family-friendly adventure, we welcome Dallas Adams, Communications Manager at Great Rivers Greenway. Dallas, welcome to St. Louis on the Air. Thank you for having me, Elaine. So let's jump into this quest. Why bees? So we developed the Greenway Quest as a opportunity to uh, allow people to see the conservation efforts that go into all of the greenways and different wildlife that you'll encounter. Last year we did turtles. This year we are focused on bees. And bees are so special to the St. Louis region because we have one of the most diverse populations of bees in the entire world. We have over mm-hmm. 80 different species of bees coming through our area. Wow. And as far as the, the bees, the rocks themselves... Mm-hmm. Do they look like 80 of those those 80 species or so bees come in all types of shapes, colors and forms and so we decided to just pay homage to the traditional honeybee. Um we had them painted by volunteers. Uh, the resident artist Janet Lewis over at uh, City Museum created a design for us to replicate, and volunteers just had a blast. So what you can expect are yellow and black stripes of kind of all sizes. They don't all look like honeybees, but they were all made with love. Mm-hmm. So we have the number of the the bees themselves, the mm-hmm. rock bees, and 250. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them were at City Museum, right? Yes, we hit over 30 in City Museum. Those, surprisingly, there are a few left, but they have been going pretty quickly. Okay, so that means there are a lot of them still left out in, in the wild, so yep. to speak. Yeah. Um, as far as the the number of people who have participated so far, how many are we talking here? Now, I don't have an accurate figure for how many people have gone out to hunt for bees, but as far as bees that have been logged, we're looking at about 110 bees logged so far, so mm-hmm. a little bit over half. Well, I'm not a math person. I'm a communications person, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so we're about halfway there um, as far as those that have been logged um, and found and claimed uh, as part of the quest. Mm-hmm. And logging means that people are are registering? Yes. Okay. So when you do find a rock bee, if you're fortunate enough to find one of our hand-painted bees, on the back you will find a number and instructions to just go to greenwayquest.com and log those down so that we can enter you into the prize package drawing that will happen in the next few weeks. We're trying to give people a little bit more time to go out and explore. Uh, We know that right now it's very busy with back to school, but some of those prizes include tickets to the city museum, swag, and other um, prizes from local vendors around Mm -hmm. the area. I'd like to invite you to the conversation. Have you found any bee rocks or made 
other interesting discoveries on your Greenway trips? How do you traverse them and why? And which trails are your favorites? Give us a call at 314-382-8255. That's 314-382-TALK. Or you can send us an email at talk at stlpr.org or tweet us at STL on air. Uh, the, these bee rocks, I was out on the Fifi uh, Greenway mm-hmm. with my husband and my son over the weekend. And I was kind of looking around for them. We wanted to keep our son's eyes like on the trail. So yeah. I didn't say anything to them, but I didn't see them as I was walking. And, you know, people obviously um, are using these trails on bicycles mm-hmm. Um, as well as while they're running. So these are, quote-unquote, hidden. I mean, are they difficult to spot? They're not too difficult to spot. Our volunteers uh, who have hidden these rocks have definitely taken it easy on people. Um, There are very popular greenways. Fifi is a popular greenway. The Gravoy Greenway, otherwise known as Grants Trail, is a popular greenway. Um, So there, there is a chance that somebody has already snagged the rock Um, close to the trailhead that you are joining the greenway from. Um, We tried to hide them around places where you could park and get out of the car, tried to make it really easy, especially for families with kids um, to just pop out and go and explore. We do have some greenways that have not really been explored. So if there's anybody looking for a bee rock, Mm -hmm. I would encourage you to visit the Mississippi Greenway, especially down by the uh, riverfront. Um, So downtown, Laclede's Landing, over by the Arch, none of those have been claimed. Um, And the Merrimack Greenway, kind of all throughout South County, um, those have been largely unclaimed as well. So you might have to plan yourself the Missouri Greenway as well, but you might have to plan yourself a trip to one of your um, less visited or le- least favorite greenways, go mm-hmm. a little bit outside of your neighborhood um, to go and explore and find one of those bee rocks. Yeah. And is that part of the reason that you've hidden them throughout in in order to get people to visit some of the greenways that are not as, as well frequented? Yes, absolutely. So we gave... Um, equitable number of rocks to all of the greenways and really just encouraging people to explore those that they haven't traversed yet. Mm-hmm. So you'd mentioned earlier that last year, the the theme animal was turtles. Mm-hmm. And last year was the first greenway quest. What was it that prompted the, the creation of this scavenger hunt in the first place? Um, so yes, last year was our first greenway quest. And We just want to, A, make people aware of the greenways, that they have been created both by you, for you, and with you, um, and they are available for you year-round. They are made for everyone. So um, we're always trying to encourage people to get outside and explore, connect with nature, connect with their communities. Um, And the other part of it is just to allow people a chance to know that there is wildlife in the greenways, and we build that as a part of our greenways. We have four main components of what makes a greenway and conservation is one of those huge ones that gets overlooked because you are running or you're biking, you're walking in this beautiful naturescape, but it has been particularly designed to be able to invite wildlife back. So we want to be able to give people um, the opportunity to spot some of these different species that we highlight during the quest and also give them a little bit of guidance on what to do if you encounter wildlife. Okay. Last year with the turtles, um, summer is a migratory period for turtles. So you'll mm-hmm. see them crossing the greenway. People are tempted to bring them home and take them as pets, which is not good for our ecosystem. It's not good for our animals. So um, there were a lot of different 
you know, behind the scenes thoughts about the Greenway Quest. We took a little bit of inspiration from uh, one of our finance team members who went on vacation to another place um, and saw orbs on a beach. And he's like, wouldn't that be great to have a scavenger hunt? St. Louis loves a scavenger hunt. So yes. And trivia nights as well. (laughs) Yes. And bingo. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. (laughs) Love St. Louis. So the conservation efforts, what are some of those? Yeah, so some of our conservation efforts include um, stream bank restoration. So all of our, most of our greenways, as it was designed, and it has changed with community input, but they are designed to go along the waterways. They are designed to flood. They are designed to hold all of these um, natural elements and things that regular infrastructure cannot hold or handle. So um, stream bank restorations, native prairie restorations. We do a lot of like prairie burning to be able to um, maintain the prairie in a certain area. Mm -hmm. We um, create, right, we just opened a um, new pocket park in Pagedale. So that is the St. Vincent Greenway. And that pocket park is also a floodwater mitigation uh, parcel. So mm-hmm. it backs up to Engleholm Creek. And when Engleholm Creek overflows, it goes into this place that we've put these conservation efforts into to keep it out of your house and to give water a place to spread, soak and flow back to where it needs to be. Mm-hmm. And is there anything in particular that is challenging about about conservation work, maybe specifically, or something that has come up as a an, an unexpected roadblock along the way? My teammates over on our sustain and conservation team can definitely speak a little bit more to the specific challenges. But one of the things that we're addressing in our regional plan is the idea of operations and maintenance. So we build greenways, um, and that's what we are legislatively mandated to do. And we turn those over to municipalities and to the cities that own them to be able to operate and maintain them. And as everybody knows in the region, they're are different varying levels of knowledge and capacity and staff to be able to maintain those. So something that we're working on over the next five years, we've dedicated ourselves to, is to figure out what that rule book and playbook looks like so that we can be able to share resources, best practices between all of our partners and hopefully empower everyone to be able to take advantage of the resources we offer, like trainings, volunteers, and um, other great helpful things to be able to have a Um, more robust maintenance plan around taking care of those. Mm -hmm. And maintenance has certainly come up when we've talked about um, some of the issues that have arisen Mm -hmm. with flooding and that sort of thing, Mm -hmm. changes in in climate, weather events and that that sort of thing. That's a lot of cooperation that you're talking about. How does that work, especially given that um, a lot of the Great Rivers Greenway, um, the trails, they're connecting Um, different pathways. Mm -hmm. So what happens when it comes to already existing trails that have been created by new cities or by counties? Yeah, that's actually one of the things that we are grappling with in this new uh, five-year plan is that a lot of our greenways do traverse multiple municipalities, even counties, um, as you are traveling along them. Like the Centennial Greenway now connects in different places, but it is now in St. Charles County, St. Louis County, and the city. So as you are traversing this greenway, you're going through all these municipalities, there are different laws and regulations and rules. And so what we do in collaboration with our partners and what we're working on is trying to figure out what does that experience look like and how can we all collaborate with the 
rules and regulations in place, um, the resources in place to be able to make that a more holistic experience for everyone. So mm-hmm. users have more of an understanding of what to expect and how to use the Greenway. Uh-huh. And in that process, I mean, are there partners involved that people might not expect to be part of that? Um, every Greenway that we put apart, that we create, is a huge partnership and collaborative effort. Um, We always try to make sure that if there is an opportunity for us to piggyback on another project, like the St. Charles Rock Road uh, Transit Center that we just opened this year up in um, Pagedale, which I misspoke earlier um, about the other St. Vincent Greenway. We had two openings, but we took advantage of um, a MoDOT closure that they were already doing improvements to the road. So we partner with people like uh, MoDOT, MSD, kind of the bigger overarching infrastructures, but we also partner with the community. Community engagement is a a huge part of what we do. We are really like a model um, for a lot of national you know, projects. A lot of people look to our community engagement model. Everything that we build is built with the community's input. So down to where the community wants the trail to go. Do you want it in your backyard? Do you want it on this busy streetway? Do you want art? What kind of art do you want? So um, we are working with everyone from the ground all the way up to make sure that these greenways are not only sound and stable for people to use, but they are actually what people want and reflect the wants and the desires and the needs of the community. We're going to take a quick break here. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com. Now let's return to our conversation with Dallas Adams, Great Rivers Greenway Communications Manager. We've been talking about an unusual scavenger hunt in the St. Louis area where rocks, hand-painted as bees, are on trails throughout the region. Dallas, before the break, we were talking about community. Um, Great Rivers Greenway was created in the year 2000 after voters in St. Louis, St. Louis County, and St. Charles County approved creating a sales tax that was devoted to building trails. And on this show, we've actually talked several times about Great Rivers Greenway. But for those who've only heard about the organization and maybe aren't familiar with the trail of, uh, with the network that is of trails, um, when it comes to the way people talk to you, how does the organization approach the task of deciding you know, what to build and where to build it? And if you have a, like an example, that would be great. Yeah, absolutely. So um, community engagement is, the, in my opinion, one of the most important parts of our build process. Um, so from the very beginning, even when we are thinking that we want to bring a greenway to um, a part of the region, we automatically loop in the community members. So that could look like us reaching out to kind of the known stakeholders in an area. So reaching out to city leadership, reaching out to maybe some of the um, more visible leaders in a place, so like a church leader, um, a community leader, 
neighborhood organizations and bringing people to the table to say, we've heard that there is a desire and a need and a want here. Let's kind of set these expectations. And then we continue to foster that community engagement by really getting down to the street level. We work We have a robust community engagement team in-house, and then we also work with vendors to make sure that we are capturing that feedback. So that could look like a street team that's going door-to-door, knocking and leaving postcards to encourage you to take a survey. Um, On our side, on the digital side, we try to activate that on social media, paid ads, to get as much feedback as possible. And it's always very interesting to see what communities talk about and how they show up. So there is both the community engagement process that's more formal, looking at qualitative and quantitative data, but then there's also more on our side, on the uh, communication side, looking at social media and seeing how people react to things. Mm-hmm. One of the um, one of the most significant responses in the history of the organization actually just happened. So the Deer Creek Greenway um, over in Brentwood We are proposing to um, build a park right there that will go in connection with the Deer Creek Greenway. And over about a weekend's time, we had over 500 responses. I think right now, like at the close of the survey, we were close to 1,000 responses, um, plenty of shares and engagement on social media because this community is very – fond of this corner that used to have a McDonald's and people are just having their own public public input on this forum. Like Mm – well, why this park? And um, what about something else? And we take all of that into consideration when we design these plans. Like, okay, well, maybe we should incorporate some of these things. Maybe we should take a step back and look at the way that this is planned. We take that back to the stakeholders. So it's always just a um, a myriad of conversations in the planning and the design process. Our design process is broke, broken up into different stages. So 30%, 60%, 90%, making sure that we're getting it right and messaging that out to people. Mm -hmm. If people have specific questions or a greenway that is their favorite, we have a plans and projects page where people can sign up to get um, on that specific newsletter. We take a lot of care and time to make sure we're not blowing up people's emails. So if you sign up for just, (laughs) you know, the Mississippi Greenway, you will just get information about the Mississippi Greenway, whether that's a closure, opportunity for feedback, opportunity to engage a public meeting. So we are always talking with the community and we love to hear from people. Mm -hmm. And that Deer Creek uh, Greenway is just, it's a just over two mile Mm -hmm. connector that runs between the cities of Maplewood, Brentwood and Webster Groves. Yes. Right. We have Eric calling from University City. Go ahead, Eric. You're on St. Louis on the Air. A Great Rivers Greenway is really a jewel in the crown of St. Louis. And other projects like this are happening around the country. The idea of having a 600-mile trail system that connects our communities together and makes people, gives people an opportunity for recreation, get in nature, um, making them healthier and safer by the nature of all those people being out. We've worked with them in the past by bringing an expert, Dan Burton, to St. Louis, and they were we had a great program, and we can look forward to continuing to work with them. So we need to support them and also give them our feedback so that they can make the right decisions and they can get citizens' input just as they're asking for. So, Eric, does this mean that you have seen a gem like this in another place, or are you someone who you know, who's traveled elsewhere and has recognized how unique an asset these greenways are? 
Well, many cities are doing this in small increments. Uh, New York has a high line there that's a great system. Atlanta's doing a system. Um, you know, I haven't been to one of the conferences in a long time where we saw all this work going on around the country. So we are not a unique, but we are unique, I think, in the structure, the legal structure, the funding structure, and the 600-mile system, I think, is quite unique. But I'm not an expert in that field specifically. I just know this is the way that the United States is going. You're going to see more and more bikers. You're going to see e-bikes. The cost of gas is going up. We're trying to cut down on climate change. You know, all of these things work together. And we need to have a healthier uh, country, uh, basically. We're not a very healthy country. (laughs) So thank you so much, Eric. Yes, thank you, Eric. I agree with you. I am um, not a native to St. Louis. Um, I'm from Memphis, Tennessee. We have the green line there, um, but it is just one singular pathway. And so I do think that citizens of the St. Louis region can definitely be proud of the greenways. And I hope that everybody who hasn't explored a greenway can take the take a chance to explore at least one of them. We have 16 greenways and 135 miles built so far. Um, so do go out and explore them. Just one, just another jewel to add to. St. Louis's rich um, tourist attractions, <laughs> yeah. just rich things to do here. Thank you for that. And in this last minute or so, there are a number of projects in planning. I mean, what are upcoming projects, Dallas, that you are most excited about? Um, my most excited, I'm most excited about the Brookline Greenway. Um, and the Brookline Greenway, we are actively planning and designing three segments. Two have been built. First one is going to go under construction next year. That'll take us from the stadium to Harris Doe. So we're looking forward to a groundbreaking there. Mm-hmm. And the other two will be completed in 2025 um, up towards uh, North City. So going down Grand, uh, actually not too far from where we're sitting right now. So um, we're very excited about that. And that project in terms of all of the segments, we hope to be done with the complexity of the Brookline Greenway by 2030. Mm-hmm. And earlier this summer, Brookline Greenway got a significant write-up in the New York Times. So yes, and that must have uh, caused quite a, a positive stir in the office. Oh yeah, absolutely. Any mention from the New York Times for anyone would be a, <laughs> a significant celebration. So we are just glad that Pillars of the Valley, um, that aren't installation, that is outside of the uh, City SC, City Park, um, Soccer Stadium, was recognized, you know, for the great work that it is. I mean, uh, thank you to artist Damon Davis and all of the other uh, partners who were instrumental in making that happen and commemorating that community. Thank you so much for coming in today, Dallas, to talk with us. Thank you for having me. This episode was produced by Elaine Chow. Our audio engineer is Aaron Dorn. This podcast was mixed and edited by Aaron. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. St. Louis on the Air proudly supports local artists by using music from Life Creative Group. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thanks. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis.
Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com.